ta 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 I love this song. I don't know. I, just, I had this song in my head for some reason. I'm not sure why, but let's. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Guantanamera. 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 <laughs> Wait, what are the, are the? Does it have the lyrics? Oh, well, how stupid am I? I could just be following along. Yeah, but how? Oh, they're not time synced yet. Guajira Guantanamera, Mera, Guajira Guantanamera. Well, I don't know where we are. Oh. Huh? Do they? He's talking to Celia Cruz. Uh, where is this? Is this? Solamente. I can't find those lyrics. By the way, the other girl who's singing is—you can hear her. She's insufferable. She's taking this like high. I can't even this this broad. I feel like Celia Cruz is like, shut the fuck up. They know who I am. They're fucking here to see the fucking show. You don't need to tell them, you stupid, shittiest hype man, hype woman ever. My Cuban compatriots. I got that. I don't even speak Cuban. Uno Rosa Blanca. I don't. I don't see these lyrics. These are. Well, oh, oh, Una Rosa Blanca. Comenero para el amigo sincero. Wait. Amigo Sincero! I, I feel like they don't have all the lyrics captured here. Oh. Guantanamera! 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 And now it's just this. Da, 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 da. Can you tell by now that I have, like, a bunch of work to do and absolutely no topic whatsoever? I just... Ugh. Guantanamera. Guantanamera. Guajira Guantanamera. Wait, what are you saying? Pentenantina. Where's... What is the other... What? Uh, listen to this idiot. Oh, shut up. 
ruins the song. I feel like Celia Cruz was like, uh, adios. It says there's like a minute and 50 left on this song. What are you adiosing for? You're not going anywhere. At least not for a minute and a half. Yes. Right. Especioso. Wang bing on here. Wang what? Bahira. What is this? What are these lyrics? I would love like this is one of my favorite songs. I love this song. One Panamera. What about the not live version? It's it's a little different. I like the live version better. If they could take out that insufferable dickhead, hype lady, whatever the hell she is. Celia! Celia Cruz! Shut up! We fucking know who it is! Don't know who you are, though. Guantanamera! Soberana, do aquel mundo deliro unto al viejo yo con una estampa cubana. Tanamera, Guantanamera, Guantanamera, Guajira, Guantanamera. Libertad fue un trofeo. Que nos conquistó el mambi con el bebeo do mati <coughs> y el machete de Mateo. <sighs> I don't know. I got fucking work to do, so naturally I'm just sitting here listening to Guantanamera, both the live and studio versions. Why not? I don't. <laughs> I, like, I don't know, fucking... Why not? Tanamera! Guajira Guantanamera! Guantanamera! Guajira Guantanamera! Oh, God. Sincero. Ti matidino. Crece la palma. Antes de morir me guero. Cantar mi versos del alma. Tanamera. Guajira Guantanamera. Guantanamera. Guajira Guantanamera. Tivo una rosa blanca. Julio como enero. Para el enemigo sincero. Juan Menzun Menfranca Mera Guajira Guanda uh, This song is like half the length in the studio recording. Guajira Guantara Mera <laughs> Jesus Christ. I used to be able to go up that high. Kind of. Oh. 
Well, there you go. There it is for you, Celia, Celia Cruz. You know, it's funny. I feel like I feel like it's inappropriate when I try to pronounce things the right way. But that's what, you know, like when you hear somebody from a, a, a non-English country speaking their native language and they say something uh, that's, uh, you know, strictly an, an English, uh, an American word, you know, they'd be like, Big Mac, you know, like, so I feel like that was, I, I feel like everything is inappropriate, but it shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't know. Is that fuck? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't even. Should I not post this? I just. I love that song. Don't you love that song? I love that song. Oh, it's coming on again. <laughs> Why is it coming on again? Because I pressed the fucking button. Now Pete Seeger has a version of this that I'm going to go ahead and guess sucks. When he was 17 years old. Oh my god. He was yep. active in the Cuban Liberation Movement. And he was exiled oh. by the Spanish governor. Leave it to the whiteies to take something that's not boring and somehow make it incredibly boring. Poetry, novels. And they went to the library and had a quiet afternoon studying. Oh my god. He went back to Cuba. At the age of 42. This is one of his last poems. He went on back to Cuba. And here's one of his poems. Jesus Christ. After he died, people put it to a popular... Uh yes, uh Pete, we need you to do uh Guantanamera. But can you make it as boring as possible? Well, you called the right guy, fella. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so funny how like that's that's such a like a, an American uh, like it's a white guy thing to do take something like really good and make it really boring. Or uh on the flip side of that is to say take something uh non-white dudes or females to take something that's um, boring and make it all along the watchtower. Good example. Bob Dylan's version. Horrendous. Sucks. Just like most of his songs. It's just boring. Hey, all along the watchtower. I don't even know. It's it's terrible. And then you got Jimi Hendrix's version that is fucking awesome and fucking just great. Listen to this. Oh my god. I, I this I feel like I'm it's uh like a Sunday evening and I'm at my grandparents' house and they're what but they wouldn't be they wouldn't even be watching this. I feel like it's a Sunday evening. Well I don't I don't even know. Sunday evening at a librarian's house. And they've adjusted the rabbit ears on the television just right so they can barely uh, make out the thrilling Pete Seeger concert. I am a truthful man. Oh my god, he's fucking talking in the middle of it. Oh. I just want to make sure you're as bored as possible while I play 
what was an otherwise upbeat and lively song. I'm going to bring all of that way, way down. It's just me and my acoustic guitar. And I'm going to, this was originally a poem. And I'm going to bring it back to its poem roots and make it as boring as a poem can be. Guantanamera. Is he, I think he's falling asleep while he's singing this. I'm sorry, I'm ruining it. Can we please... Fucking hell. Yes. It's impossible not to whistle. Everybody! That, that my version sounded more like Borat. I like a good time. Now I feel. Now I. I. I was saying I was doing something the other day, and it's like we've we've gone. I think so far past. Like, like there is a point where you you. You know, you don't want to be insensitive. You don't want to be offensive. And then you go to that point and then so far past the point that I feel like things that are not necessary, that might actually be <clears throat> almost like, you know, respectful or appropriate, sound inappropriate. Because I feel like if I was sitting here going, Guantanamera, Guantana, I, I feel like Pete Seeger, if anything, was the most offensive taking this lively song and turning it into such a boring library Sunday afternoon PBS old person piece of crap song. And this is anything but those things. I'm going to pretend I never even heard Pete. I, I apologize for giving you that Pete Seeger version. And I take back everything I said about this insufferable uh, hype lady. This this bitch. Yeah. I, I'll listen to this insufferable jerky little lady at, uh, any day of the week over Pete Seeger ruining this song. Am I am I skewing? Am I skewing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the what the demographic is of people who would tune in to Oh, he's playing some Celia Cruz songs from a million years ago. Is it that long ago? I don't know. I I had this song on like a on a iTunes playlist in like 2005, 2004. Maybe two, yeah. When did I uh, yeah, I mean I first got iTunes in 2004, so somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, I, I like listening to, I like salsa music and, and things like that. Um, not all day, every day, but that, that can be applicable to any kind of music. I don't want to listen to it all day, every day. Uh, and I, I happen to, this, this version in particular was on that mix 
God, I, I almost want to say mixed CD, but it was somewhere. Well, it was both because you would make an iTunes playlist and then it had the option to burn it onto a CD. And that little sound that then became like the sound of receiving a text. Doodaloo! So it was both. It was on my iPod. Actually, and it was about a year before I even, I had iTunes for maybe a year before I even had an iPod. So yeah, I would make this iTunes playlist and then burn it onto a CD, and this was one of the tunes. And I would drive around my little 24, 25-year-old self in that crappy old white uh, Buick, um, what the fuck was it? Buick Century? Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, sh... Oh. Like, you're hurting my ears. Yeah, Gracia... What's her name? Linda? Gracias, Linda. Adios, baby. Let's see. Celia Cruz... Doesn't... That doesn't give me enough information. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Okay, she was born in 1925. She died quite a while ago, I believe. Does it say? Was it the 90s? Early 2000s? It doesn't say on here. Um, began singing professionally in 1950. I don't even know why, how we got to this, but... Uh, Celia Cruz... Um, she died... Oh, she died in 2003. Fort Lee, New Jersey, at the age of 77. Pretty much exactly my grandpa's age. It's, it's, I mean, that's fun. Yeah. Began a series of musical collaborations with Tito Puente. You know what? Uh, you can read the biography on your own. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Pete Seeger this uh, particular bonus podcast by talking about all the details of. That was that was me on the on the desk drum on the finger drums. My fingers, my two fingers in the desk. Sounds like real drums. Nope. It's my fingies on the desk. That's my fingernails. They're not very long, so I can't get like a... Alright. One more time! No, I'm just kidding. Anyway... <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I've listened to anything else that she's ever done because I love that song. Oh, she does Oye, Oye, Oye Como Va. Yeah, okay. The 60s. The album is just called The 60s. Okay, well, anyway. Do, 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 do. That's my desk drumming. This is such an unbelievable... This is like maybe the biggest time-wasting podcast I've ever done. Absolutely no point. 
no direction. I didn't have a plan. I just hit record because the microphone was plugged in and I had the headphones on and I said, I, I fucking, I gotta hear more of this guy's voice. This guy being me in this case, I, I said, I gotta hear more. This guy's just, oof, it's got, got honey in those golden pipes, baby. All right, maybe, maybe, I, uh, well, no, I, yeah, I did say that. I did say that. And I'm still talking because it sounds, it sounds so damn crisp. It's not so much me. It's just this microphone is like really good. And I had a different microphone before. This was a way cheaper microphone, but it's newer and it's better and it lights up and it's, oh, by the way, this microphone appeared in, uh, what was the movie that I watched, uh, the wife and I watched last night. Oh, it's called Dumb Money, and it's about the whole GameStop thing from a couple years ago. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Know what I'm, know what I'm saying. Know what I mean. Oh shit, do I have a? Okay, no. It's it's lunchtime, and I should have been more productive on my lunch here and doing stuff. But god damn it, I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to fucking do anything. That I don't want to do. Like, ever, not not today. I mean, like, ever again. Like, I'm in this place where I'm just like, okay. I think I've done enough work um, that I hate doing. And now I would, I would like to please just sit here and do this podcast. And there's part of me that thinks that I should uh, do the whole, you know, you gotta. And, and I'm well aware of this. And I've said this probably since the beginning of the Birthday Boy podcast. Which is, I, I, it's crazy that that was 2019. I feel like I just started doing this. I feel like I'm still thinking about it in my mind. That it's still like 2013. And I'm still thinking like, oh, I should do a podcast. <laughs> but yet, 2010, where I actually did my first podcast ever. Uh, Slamcast, which you can hear... Uh, if you go back in the archives here, everything I think is available. You can listen to Slamcast, all two episodes of Slamcast. And then when I when I played them on this podcast a few years ago, and then I alluded to the fact that like, ooh, are those the only two episodes of Slamcast? Perhaps not. Well, also perhaps yes, because I <laughs> I haven't done any additional. One. Of course, I'm not dead yet, so maybe there will be more at some point. I do love talking about wrestling, but uh, yeah, we watched this uh, watched this movie, uh, dumb dumb money about the GameStop uh, bullshit, you know, all that all that thing, the stocks and the uh, whatnots, and uh, the main guy, the the Paul Dano guy, the main dude who like did all this stuff. I, we have the same microphone. I was very excited. Like, ooh, that's my that's my pretty red light up microphone. Uh. Anyway, I I I could sit here all day and tell you about music, uh, not music, but um, you know what I mean. Uh, what's the other thing that's not music? TV, movies. That's it. The it's like music, but it's not musical. And you look at it and listen. You look and listen. You hear with your ears, and also you hear with your eyes. <laughs> I don't even know. It's it, it, uh, that it was a good movie though. Dumb money. Oh, I like this song. Yeah, I, I know this song. Okay. 
Does it have the lyrics? Couldn't load the lyrics for this song. Huh. Well, fuck you, then. <sighs> it's not fucking... I, it's I, not, like, racist, though. I do that with English songs. I don't know the words to any songs, whether they're in English or not. And I'll I'll sit there and just go, and it's not like it's just these are just the fucking dumb sounds that come out of me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, dumb money was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, boy, we watched some. What did we watch? Uh, Chompy and the Girls. We watched that a couple of weeks ago. Which is just unbelievably horrendous. Uh, this this girl meets her biological father, uh, and didn't he? I don't think he knew that he had a daughter. They meet in the park, and it's you know I don't know that it's going all that well. He's kind of like, dude, you know, I'm sorry, I, I got my life going on here, and you just nice to meet you, but you know. And then all of a sudden they're standing there, and there's this <laughs> there's this little girl. Who's just standing, staring at them. And then all of a sudden, this guy, just with like a sport coat on, kind of chubby, glasses, balding, walks up and his mouth opens up basically like down to his, I don't know, down to his waist maybe. And he just swallows this girl whole. Like she just stands there, like she's not fighting back or anything. She just, he just swallows her. And then he comes after the the father and daughter and then he like follows them home and it, and it's like oh my god it's such a this is such a wacky horror movie but it's not it's like a sci-fi movie I, on the one hand i don't want to give it away on the other hand i doubt that there's any anybody listening to this is going to listen to chompy and the girls or going to go watch chompy and the girls that's the name of the movie it was on itunes for like a I don't know, like a buck ninety nine. I love, I love raiding. The, I would never raid the discount bin at, you know, like at Walmart or Blockbuster or whatever, you know, any of those places for like cheapo DVDs and VHS and stuff back in the day. But I will scour iTunes and find shit that nobody's ever heard of and it's i just bought some fucking thing today that has that hutchinson hutcherson uh, the kid from hunger games and he was just in that fr five nights at freddy's uh, thing and it, but it also has morgan freeman in it it's like oh okay these are some people this okay um and it, <laughs> it's I, I was I don't know it was it's brand it's new I've never heard of it and people are saying that it's terrible and I'm like okay great perfect I, I, I tell you something Taffy has given me a whole new outlook on on movie like I cannot wait to to toss back a few pieces of Taffy at the end of a hard day's work hard day's work is that what is that how it's grammatically is it whatever at the end of a fucking work day. Toss back some taffy, get comfortable in the nice recliner next to my wife, and fire up just some random bullshit thing either on iTunes or on any number of streaming things or whatever, and just uh, 
and and I'll, most of them are fucking terrible, but a lot of them are so terrible that it's good and it's fun. And then there's others that are just like, this is bad. We need to, I, I think I'm going to turn this off. And it's funny watching this actual like studio, big budget production with like Paul Dano and is it Dano or Dano? I don't fucking, you know, that guy. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, and Seth Rogen's in it, and uh, uh, America Ferrara, Fier- Ferrara, is that her name? Anyway, uh, all these people are in it, and uh, and I'm kind of watching. It, did, it finally did pick up. It, it was it was very good. Pete Davidson's in it. All these uh, Mr. Krabs, you know what's his name? There, he's in it. The big dude, you know who I'm talking. I can never think of his name. You know what I'm talking about. He's fucking Mr. Krabs. He's the fucking guy. Shawshank. And he's in like everything. And he's just uh, like, seems like just a like really great guy. Anyway. Uh, so there's, there's people in this movie and I'm, and I'm watching it and I'm just like, I'm ready to turn this off and not because it's bad, but because it's, it's not bad enough because we were so used to watching these like terrible things these last few months and most of them are horror movies that we watch and it's horror movies that nobody's ever heard of and uh uh like we watched one called Dark Harvest the other day I think I might have told you about this and it's this town is it takes place in the 60s late 50s early 60s kind of thing and they it's got some Shirley Jackson-ish kind of things to it. Sort of reminds you of the lottery a little bit, I guess. But uh, the all the all the I don't know the teenage the high school boys all uh, every Halloween they have to. I, I, I feel like I have described this. It's because uh, I kept calling the guy Pumpkin Jack, but that's not his, his name. Is now I don't even remember his name. It's like something Jack. Uh. <laughs> what the fuck is it? Scarecrow Jack? I don't even remember. Uh, anyway, Halloween Jack, as I called him, emerges from the from the pumpkin patch, the the cornfield, or whatever the hell it is, every Halloween, and he walks to the town square, and he walks to like the town hall or the church that's at the town square, some fucking thing, and. Uh, but he must be stopped because if he gets there, it's it's happened once before where he made it into the church or the whatever it is, and they had like five years of bad crops, bad harvests, and they must stop Halloween Jack, which is not his name, but they have to stop him. I can't think of a stupid fucking name. Uh, uh, anyway, um. And so they they enlist the the high school boys to go out and kill him, and they all put masks on. They dress up like they're going trick or treating, but they go out to find uh, Pumpkin Halloween Jack and stop him. And in, in the beginning of the movie, it starts out, and this kid stops him, and he's rewarded with uh, here's some cash, and here's a new Corvette, and you can now ride off. You don't have to live in this town anymore. Now go enjoy your new car and your new life, and send us postcards from wherever you settle. And 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 his younger brother is exempt from ever having to do this because of the fact that his brother has already defeated Pumpkin Jack. So like you don't have to. 
but the next year he wants to do it anyways. So he's been getting he's been getting postcards from his brother in uh, I don't know Southern California or Hawaii or wherever the hell he went. I don't remember. And he's like, I want to go see him. So I'm gonna beat Pumpkin Jack and get my own fancy sports car, and I'm gonna drive. A- Why he couldn't just be like, "Hey, mom, dad, can we go visit my brother who we haven't seen since last Halloween? We haven't seen since Halloween, and he's only a teen. You know what I mean? He's got this new machine that he drove out to the scene. Ah, anyway, <laughs> um, so." They're like, dude, you don't have to do fucking Pumpkin Jack anymore. You don't have to do it. Your brother did it, so you don't have to. If your sibling beats Pumpkin Jack, you can sit out. You're good. You're done. You don't have to fucking, you know, risk it. You can go sit on your biscuit, not having to risk it. But he's like, no, I fucking, I want to. I'm stupid. And, uh. I, I don't. I'm not, I don't want to spoil. It. I, I enjoy. I, I. I just love. I love that shit. How many times have I said on this podcast? Stuff where it's not CG or it's minimal CG, and I, I love this low budget stuff because you have to get creative. You have a big budget to pay for all the you know state of the art computer animated whatnot. It's. It's just as like a cheap. It's lazy a lot of times. It's like these expensive things just seem so cheap because you can almost like, I don't know, you don't have to come up with creative ways. It's like, oh, how are we going to show this? Oh, we'll just CG the fuck out of it. That's all. We'll film everything on a green screen. It will look insanely obvious that it's a green screen instead of the actual outdoors, but fuck them. Tell them to go make their own goddamn movies. Well, luckily, there's a lot of people who are making their own goddamn movies, and you watch it and say, "How did this even get made?" It's the script, all these things is so bad. But 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 it's like, thank goodness we have this stuff because I, it's it it really does depress me thinking about like you know, hey, there was something that's like, oh, here come the Marvels, and it's like, uh, Cap- whatever, Captain Marvel. Which was a movie that we actually saw, one of the only Marvel movies not called Spider-Man that I saw in the theater one day with my oldest. It was that, I think it was 2019 maybe it came out, Captain Marvel. Was that the name of it? Captain Marvel? Uh, And it was dumb. And it was like, it was just so boring. It just reminds, it's like, this is... Are people just like brainwashed into thinking that these movies are good? Or is it just... Because, like, I love Transformers. And they've come out with a bunch of Transformers movies. And most of them are terrible. And I can recognize and appreciate the fact that I'm watching crap. I'm watching, in most cases, Michael Bay destroy my childhood. Or at least attempt to with his trash-ass Transformers movies. And, yes, I own all of them on iTunes because they had them all for, like, ten bucks. You could get the whole... The whole Transformers collection, and I'm such a, I'm such a fraud that I sit here talking about how much they suck. I, I'm not, I haven't watched them, but it's just one of those weird things where it's like, oh, I should, I should own these for some reason, even though I'll never watch them again because I've seen them all once, and they're all terrible. They're all terrible. And the one that came out this summer is maybe the worst of the bunch, and that's impressive because they. 
you have to you have to try to make a worse Transformers movie than the ones that Michael Bay made. And that very first one's actually not too bad. It's aged well because the 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 all the all the sequels, the endless sequels that followed it are so unwatchable that you go back and you're like, ah, the classic 2007 Transformers Shia LaBeouf movie. And the sequel was uh, fine, I guess. I don't really remember it that well, but and then there were the ones and then they had like Mark Wahlberg and like I don't even I don't even remember who was in it, but I, I feel like they still had like Shia LaBeouf's parents were in the movies, even though he wasn't. Or like uh what's the girl's name? Fa- Megan Fox. I, I don't even remember. They stink. Bumblebee was the of the live action ones, Bumblebee is definitely the best one. And I didn't honestly I didn't uh I didn't hate it, but it was and now that I think about it, yeah, it was it's quite good. It was good. We saw it in the theater. I really liked that. That was a that was a good little year for uh, holiday movies. You had that, you had Spider-Verse, and I, I don't know. I don't remember what else, but... <sighs> anyway. Uh, I've wasted 37 minutes. I gotta... <laughs> the lunch hour is <laughs> just about over, and I have not eaten lunch. I could have eaten I could have been productive. And then I sit here, and I'm like, I don't have any time! Why does it seem like I never have time? Uh, oh, but what I was saying earlier about this microphone and everything is like, I know, and I've been saying it since day one of the podcast. Oh, we're going, we're back to this one now? Eh, whatever. It's good, good tune. Ta, 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 ta. I'll play one. Have you heard, uh, this one? It's by Adriano Celentano, and it's called... Prison calling and sitting on a corner, something like that. Uh, because I guess this is actually on topic here. It's it's come across my social media feed a couple of times, and obviously the computers know more about us than we know about ourselves. Um, and it, it was from like 1972. It's this Italian rock band, I guess, whatever you want to call it, and uh, they made a song. That sounds like English, but it's just gibberish. But they just... They sing like that, so it sounds... It's like... It's a weird... uh, You know, the affect sounds like they're speaking English with an American accent. And and that's why I say, like, I, I love this. I wish there was more stuff like this. It's great. It's not offensive to me, but, like, if somebody... If somebody made a song that was like, like fake gibberish Italian stuff, you'd be like, that's culturally culturally insensitive. And what I wish is that we could just all be culturally insensitive to everybody equally, because it's fun. I like when they, I, I love when like somebody makes fun of America. It's hilarious, just being like dumb hillbilly rednecks who like I don't know eat at Applebee's and <laughs> shoot fireworks and shoot each other I guess that's not too far off uh, the, the reality of it but anyway uh so let's let's just listen this was a uh, yeah you the cold maze the 
Prison colon SNS Tuzo. Complete gibberish. Anyway, that's fun. Let that play a little bit. Uh, anyway, my, my drumming gets worse and worse as the day goes on. Uh, um, but I've been I've been saying since the early days of the podcast, like I get it, I know I know how shit is done. If I really just made a few tweaks, and and you know, if I was on like TikTok every few minutes doing birthday boy, po- if I just had like birthday boy podcast TikTok account and posted things and posted little videos and hashtag this and it was across all the social media platforms and had the YouTube thing and the silly, you know, some sort of like green screen background and just did like, here's my, here's my show, everybody. (laughs) Here's one of the 17 trillion shows that all look and sound the same. Well, I've got one now too, except I'm old and out of touch. Uh, but I know like that's, that's the way if you want, like, I've, I think I've basically had about the same number of subscribers, uh, since about a month into this thing. And I, I haven't really picked up any more subscribers because I haven't tried because I honestly don't, there's a lot of me that doesn't care because I don't, I like doing this. And we're, I was talking about this at work the other day with people like, you know, most people are not doing the thing that they're like passionate about. But I, I sometimes think, you know, cause I growing up is like, Oh, I'm going to go to Hollywood. I'll be a director or I'll maybe I'll edit things or do, you know, something in that world, right. Of like TV, film, video, whatever. And, uh, and then I went and got an MBA it's like, why did I think about that all the time? Why did I do that? And one of it was just like, I'm always, I'm uh, uh, fiercely competitive, but really just with myself. I set, you know, unrealistic expectations for myself. And, uh, and, and yeah, finishing my undergrad in film and then saying, hey, I'll go get, uh, I'll go get my MBA. I don't really like business. I'm not really interested in it. I'm not particularly good at it. I don't know anything about it. I've never taken even a basic accounting class, let alone managerial finance and cost accounting and operations and management and all these other things. And uh, and I hey, listen, I graduated with a 3.8. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay. Yep, I graduated uh, all those years ago with a 3.8, and uh, <laughs> now what? <laughs> now what do I have here? Because um, I'm honestly, nobody's ever, first of all, I don't. I still don't have my diploma. I still don't have the piece of paper that says I have an MBA. I have, I have a printout of my transcripts 
that says graduated degree earned MBA. So it's not like I'm a fraud or anything. I just don't have, you know, the nice framed diploma because I have never cared enough to get it. I don't even know where my undergrad degree. I, I think I had my undergrad diploma like somewhere. I might have gotten it framed. I don't even remember. I don't even, but I don't care. I just don't care. Uh, what what now? What are we doing now? What is this? I get these fucking... It looks to be a number. Oh, okay. Oh, shush. Who gives a fuck about this fucking nitpicky crap? Oh, I want to tell these people... One person in particular. I want to say, listen. I... I know you haven't thought about this, but do you ever think about how I was able to accomplish so many things long before you joined the team and started leaving little comments with everybody, not just me, but everyone tagged in them and just little things like, yeah, is it is it possible that maybe I, I, I'm working on it? Is it possible? It's possible. And then, and then, oh, it's just like, then somebody will, uh, you know what, who cares? It doesn't matter. I, I'm, uh, this is the whole point was to get away from work for a few minutes, um, but I think I think it's about time to to wrap it up. As I'm looking at the time here, and I gotta go to the meeting. Oh, but but just to to finish that thought on what I was saying, yeah. The first thought from earlier is I probably should and and probably will now that I have uh, more space to work with. You know, really set up like a like a. A decent-ish sort of podcast uh, studio type thing. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, there's endless possibilities, which is why I haven't done any such thing. Because I get overwhelmed because I want it to be perfect. But there's so many ways to do it. Oh, there's the little beep beep. We're start I see we're starting meetings uh, five minutes before they're supposed to start. All right. That's cool. I will be there in five minutes. Enjoy waiting. Uh, I guess it's three minutes at this point. Damn it. Uh, I was rounding up to five because it was... It was uh, whatever. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, we'll see, see what happens. Because that's the thing. I think about it like... Mm, I think I'm tired of making money doing shit that I hate. And if I could... Like... The dream come true would be to be able to make what I'm making at my job currently, but to be able to make that and honestly way more would be nice uh, because it would always be nice. And when I say way more, I mean like an unrealistic, like it's just an obscene, like if I could, if I could just make like, I don't know, I'm not greedy, like 50, 60 million a year just doing exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm not greedy. 50, 60 million a year, you know, for the next five years, and then I'll retire. Uh, you know, I'll retire <laughs> hundred million or so, a couple hundred, a few hundred million in the in the bank. Uh, that that would be nice. But anyway, um, that's all I ask. I, I, I it's 50, 60 million to do like a podcast, you know. Like an hour a week, or an hour a day, or whatever I feel like it. 
but the base is 50 to 60 million and then if any any additional podcasting I do beyond that is just like it's just printing money that's that's all I want I just uh I want to be Joe Rogan without any of the other similarities whatsoever I <laughs> I I want absolutely I want to bear absolutely no resemblance to Joe Rogan in any way shape or form except for uh, except for the income. Anyway, uh, all right, I gotta, I gotta bounce. But uh, what was the? Th- oh yeah, so the NBA and the business, you know, career or whatever you want to call it. It's, I, I think deep down inside there was a part of me, uh, and maybe this stems from working at KB Toys, working at the toy store, which was like, oh my god, I can't believe, I can't believe I get to be in the toy store. And it's not even open. You know, it's eight in the morning, and uh, we open it in an hour, and I get to just stand. They're just allowing me. They're paying me to stand here amongst all of these great toys. Wow! And then, of course, by the time uh, two years later, by the time that came to an end, uh, it was uh, not a pretty ending. I got I got fired because I didn't wear socks, <laughs> and I um and I and I set up. Uh, I stayed late one night to set up. Uh, the monthly displays um and and one of my awesome co-workers uh alleged that i took their little everybody's little time cards and punched it out for them while they were standing there um which i i didn't but whatever who's standing kb toys or old johnny boy anyway but that like ruined like i i was like wow that was like my you know KB Toys was, you go to the mall when you're a kid, that's all you want to do, is just go to KB Toys. And then it was like, by the time I was done, it's like, wow, that ruined that. I hate KB Toys now. Which I, I really, I don't now, but at the time I did. You know, getting fired's never fun, and when it's the first time, and when it's, you get fired for working too hard, <laughs> that's a little, uh, that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, but I think I took some of that and said, you know, what if I go into like film, TV, and stuff, and what if I just end up absolutely despising it? So I think I like the thinking is, why don't I go follow a career path that I know I'm gonna hate, and uh, if I don't, then hey, it's just that's just gravy. It's a bonus. So here we are. And also, I have a much better chance of being the funny guy at the office at, like, a bank or a consulting firm or something as opposed to, like, uh, you know, if I'm at, like, the fucking the comedy cellar, I'm I'm the dud of the group. I'm the Pete Seeger of the group uh, to bring things full circle. Anyway, I got to go. I really do. Uh, it's been nice for me to hear my own voice because I'm such a fucking egomaniac. And uh, thanks for listening to this absolutely absurd edition of the Birthday Boy Podcast. You know what? I'm going to call this episode uh, whatever. I'm going to call this like not a bonus episode, but like a real deal episode. All right. Uh, Kindness matters. I haven't said that in years. Um, But positivity is stupid. All right, gang. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.